Welcome to I'm Obsessed With This, the Netflix podcast about the shows and films viewers cannot get enough of, sort of like how the students at Hayakao Private Academy cannot place enough bets. And today, I'm joined by Naomi Ekperrigan and Andy Beckerman. They're writers, they're comedians, they're enfianced. <laughs> and they're co-hosts of the podcast Couples Therapy. It's also a live show, and they're in LA right now. I'm not. We had a nice little moment between the three of us. It was really good. We've never met. I'm like intimately acquainted with the two of yes, them now. Yes, we bonded. Our our souls are like the uh, caducus. How do you spell, how do you pronounce that? The uh, medical thing where all the things are intertwined? I'm not familiar. <laughs> Is Christine there? We just did a diagnosis episode and I have not watched enough diagnosis to know what that <laughs> thing is. <laughs> well, everyone's got a phone. Look it up. I trust you both. How are you two? You said you're you said you're going to a pumpkin patch after this. Yes, you know it's important in a relationship to create new experiences. You know, um, new <laughs> dynamics. And Andy suggested going to a pumpkin patch. Let's be honest about Los Angeles. There is a dearth of thing. Naomi immediately looked at me like, why are you going down this path? But I'm being honest. He does Naomi. it every single time, and it's like literally, we get it. You hate it. <laughs> Uh, you have to, it's the, su- it's essentially the suburbs, but worse. And so you have to create your own fun here. And I'm from the regular old suburbs in Pennsylvania. And that was, I remember hay rides uh-huh. around this time, uh, <laughs> pumpkin patches. It's just exclusively pumpkin. Yeah. You grew up on a pumpkin patch, I, yes. right? Let, okay. I mean, here, look, if, uh, if everyone wants to know the truth, I grew out of a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, like the Cabbage Patch Kids, but I was a Pumpkin Patch Kid. Yeah, I mean, I've, honestly, Bobby, again, you have you can't see Andy, but he has a beautifully round face. Mm-hmm. So you know, sh- should he tell you he was um, <laughs> deep orange, a pumpkin? You would say I buy it. Do you have that that cute little like leafy collar coming up around <laughs> your neck? Do you wear a lot of green turtlenecks? Yes. Well, to offset, I mean, to be fair, the orange comes from I have a weird kind of jaundice, so <laughs> it is not. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not really from the pumpkin eating. This. It's for my diet. Do you have carving aspirations? Do you have carving plans? What's going to happen with those pumpkins? <sighs> I don't know, Andy. Do you have carving aspirations? You are artistic. No, that's uh, that's one step too far. I would like to be able to carve, but I'm not willing to purchase the accoutrement necessary. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like I got to get oh, like yeah. an exacto, yes. and you're tracing, you're planning. I maybe I can get someone to do it for me. I'm afraid of knives and their their ability to end my life. But by the time this episode airs, it will be post-Halloween, though I guess it's still fall season, so it's gourd season. It's still like, gourd. These pumpkins are still going to be out and around. Oh, yeah, everywhere. We're going to have pumpkins till Christmas. By the way, an eyes wide shut pumpkin party is when you put the pumpkin on your head and then you have that kind of weird orgy thing. Thank you for clarifying, Andrew. Um, so we are here to talk about uh, <laughs> Kakaguri, which is an anime. But before we get into that, let's talk more about pumpkins. I'm kidding. <laughs> let's talk about other things you've been watching on Netflix that you've been enjoying individually, together as a couple, because again, you are enfianced. Congratulations. <laughs> what are some things you've been watching and loving lately on Netflix? Okay, so I literally have my Netflix app open right now. I was like scrolling because I watch a lot on my phone mm-hmm. too because I like to, like to? No. I wake up in the middle of the night and cannot go back to sleep as the dark thoughts swirl in. Mm-hmm. And so I would just like watch stuff on my mm-hmm. phone. But... Okay, you know I'm getting down with Mindhunter season two. <laughs> you know that dynamic is it, is wonderful. <laughs> it's like, especially like the closeness between these two men, like learning how to have a connection, loving every second of it. Um, I've also been getting down <laughs> with BoJack, new season, of course. And you know what I started? I started Explained. Hmm. 
that show where like it's like every half like a half hour episode and it's like explaining a new thing yeah the box show yeah and i'm into it i mean i kind of watch it based on the topic you know what i mean like i'm like oh i scroll through i'm like yeah i do want to know how animals minds work you know and then i'm like let's get into it okay i'll tell you what i watched where i was like i gotta get into it i watched the episode about cults because you know so far, you know, we live in L.A., um, we've lived in two different places, and in both places we've been within uh, spitting distance of a Scientology center. And so I was like, what is this and how do you draw the line and how do you define, you know, religion v. cult or any kind of, like, organized group versus cult? And more so, like, how you get involved? Because, like, honestly, I'm pretty depressed. If like, you told me to come into a building and I would get answers, I might do it. So I'm really trying to like oh, yeah. fortify myself against the darkness. And so watching that, I was like, okay, I need individual connections. I need to stay questioning. Do not accept anyone who says the only way is to listen to them. And if I don't listen to them, I will be punished. Have you, you ever know? imagined, Naomi, like mm-hmm. I've since I was a kid and learned about cults, I think Heaven's Gate was the first one I learned about. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Koresh, the uh, Branch Davidians. Ever since then, I've been obsessed with like, yeah, yeah. I've been obsessed. Can I, would I uh, hold out? Like, if they just fed me gruel for weeks, would I still hold on to my indomitable will? You or get, would I crumble? You would get kicked out of a cult within four days. Because <laughs> it would be like, he won't stop talking. He's asking too many questions. Like, you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't hang. They yeah. would kick you out. Oh, you think they would, you think they wouldn't, <laughs> like, see me as a challenge? No, they don't want a challenge. They want you to just, like, literally sign, like, you know, leave all your belongings to them and be quiet about it. Yeah, but what if they want all my X-Men comic books? They're going to have to break me. (laughs) Does that answer your question, Bobby? (laughs) It does. I'm not even sure what my question was, but it answered something, and I'm satisfied by it. (laughs) Good. And what about you, Andy? What have you been watching? Well, I just, I have to look up the name of it. I watched a, uh, a Chinese movie the other day with my friend. And it it was a it's supposed to be the like number one film in the world, number one like highest grossing film in the world. But it was uh, because uh, we're in America and uh, America hates anything that's outside its borders. Uh, <laughs> no one here heard of it before Netflix. The Wandering Earth. Yes, thank you very much. The Wandering Earth, and it was it was it was great for a while because what you. Uh, what they did was uh, they took a post-apocalyptic world that you usually only, not to wrench it into anime too soon, but it's usually mm-hmm. a world you only see in anime, like a fully functioning post-apocalyptic world. All the kinds of like mm-hmm. American disaster films you see are always like Mad Max type. And I don't know if that's an Eastern versus Western yeah. thing or it just happened to be the wandering earth. That's the way the story was. And so that they followed it like that. But basically you have a, uh, the... A very, I would say, innovative um, setup in which uh, the the sun is going to go supernova, I think, way too early. And so uh, they just add a bunch. They build a bunch of uh, rockets into the Earth and then move the Earth. And they're go- <laughs> the Earth is going to go on a 2,500-year journey to another star system. So basically they're piloting the Earth like a... Starship. <laughs> that and sounds I, wonderful. Of course, the most sci-fi thing of it is that in the face of disaster, humans work together. 
<laughs> I love when I expect a, a title of something to be some sort of metaphor, you know, this this piece of symbolism, but it's really like, no, the Earth is just one. They put some rockets in the Earth, and now it's wandering through the solar system. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yep. As literal as it gets. Showdown! Full house! <laughs> Too bad! But I can give you an A for effort. How, how did you get a straight royal flush? Oh, I know this was such an ordeal for you. But I know that you'll do your best. Puppy. As of that day, I was no longer a human. Those are the rules of our academy. The only thing they respect here is money. Well, that and... Your gambling skills. So, when we asked you for thoughts of things you were obsessed with on Netflix, you came back with a few options. <laughs> and then you said, well, you know, my fiancé, I like saying that, <laughs> my fiancé and I watch anime together. And we really love it. And especially this one that you were watching, Kakaguri. And it's this thing that has sort of brought us together. Did, how did you discover this show? Because it's not exactly huge here. It's based on this like manga. How did this show come to you? Because I'd never heard of it until your email. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> and I hope it's changed your life. You know, when you're in a couple, uh, one of the things you do uh, mm -hmm. to pass the time is watch, watch things together. I mean, it's really the bulk of it. Like, yes. the extent, like, and I didn't realize that, you know what I mean? Like growing up and really wanting a boo <laughs> and then getting in a serious relationship and realizing 90% of it is like, are we going to watch that? Don't watch that without me. So we were finding <laughs> meals to eat together and things to watch together are the both. What are you going to watch? What are we going to watch? I'm almost done with dinner. What are we going to put on? Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's like always it. And so I feel like it was specifically we were in a low point, meaning like we didn't have any new shows. Yes. Low point. It, it, was, was, it was like we were between seasons oh no. of stuff. You we, know what I mean? Sorry. Yeah, we moved to the Los Angeles in the summer of 2017. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, summer's a dead spot for new television. At least mm. until everything got upended. <laughs> <laughs> now it's year round. But no, but even in the summer, <laughs> even now, it's still kind of a low point. There's not a ton of new things coming out. And so uh, one night, I believe, I can picture it, Naomi. In our first apartment here, we are on the couch, <laughs> just casting about for something to watch. Yeah. How did how did I talk you in? Because I, I remember watching anime movies when I was a kid. Yeah. So when I was a kid, Akira was big, Ghost in the Shell, and Vampire Hunter D, <laughs> if I remember correctly. And of course, you know what the D stands for. Yeah. Dentist. Yeah. Dent, yep, dentist. <laughs> so I already had, and then I think there was a resurgence for me when I was in grad school, and I watched Neon Genesis Evangelion mm -hmm. and Death Note. Mm -hmm. and Both on Netflix, by the way. And Cowboy Bebop, which is not, yes. so we should okay. never speak of it again. So, like, I've I've watched it. I've watched anime before. But, like, wh how did I talk you into it? Now that I'm, like, saying it out loud, I'm like... Well, it was, like, it was definitely, I'll tell you this, right? It was one of those moods. You know these moods, especially when you're scrolling... Um, through Netflix and stuff where you're like, I want to watch something, but like, I don't want something heavy. I don't want something that's going to like make me think too much. I kind of just want something a little silly and light. Mm -hmm. And so we were trying to find that sweet spot. And I kind of want to be on my phone during it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Candy crush jelly. <laughs> so it was like, uh -huh. it was definitely that Matchington feeling. Matchington Manor, I'm with you, I'm with you. <laughs> 
And so we were like, okay, what is going to like hit that sweet spot? And again, the episodes were only, you know, like 25 minutes. So yeah. it's like, okay, like let's give it a try. And then mm-hmm. the description of the show, which um, is it is about a high school for gamblers, mm-hmm. immediately drew us in. We were like, this sounds so fucking weird. Let's but see what, what it but, is. But I'm asking you specifically, Naomi, because I definitely look like I have, I look like I have a hard drive full of tentacles. And you, <laughs> you are a uh, gorgeous black woman comedian. Thank you so much, Andy. So did wh- you hear that? I hope you're recording. You oh. said gorgeous. I can, I can like feel your love, <laughs> all the way over here in New York. Wow. So what, like, what, what was it for you? Where you're just like, okay. Uh, well, I told you just what I just said. It was like it sounds so weird and random. And I also, I've always like been fascinated by nerd culture okay like you know you know i recently went recently Mm -hmm. went to comic-con for the first time and Mm -hmm. i was like very excited like these these kind of cultural things and these items that kind of have large fan bases and followings around them that i wasn't in any way introduced to rabbit fan base yeah and so i'm very like what goes on in Mm -hmm. there that's like kind of how i feel about it and so like when it comes to something like i'm like let me see what this show is about what's the vibe what's happening and so that was sort of it. And then because this one sounded so weird, because I will say this, I always thought anime was specifically like for, it was meant to be sexual only. Like I thought it was se- only for perverts. Yeah, I thought it was only porn, basically, okay. like cartoon porn. So of course I was like, no, thank you. But then I was like, <laughs> Netflix wouldn't have pornography. And so I inherently trusted the brand. And then I was like, high school nice. for gamblers. I was like, this is insane. Let's do it. And that's kind of what started it. And then we literally like were like, next episode. <laughs> we like watched the whole first. We had to no. We actually had to stop ourselves and limit it to two episodes a night. Yeah. <laughs> because otherwise, we would have just blown through the entire series. And again, if when uh, you're in the mature stages of a relationship, you, you you gotta have something to watch all the time. So you have to proportion it out. Yes. Can't be greedy. <laughs> Yeah, you have to ration it, yeah. You do. The last line of the pilot, I wrote it down because I was like, I love that they just, you know, just tell us exactly what's happening. Someone says, she's no normal girl. She's a freak. She's a compulsive gambler. And I was yes. like, I like when a show tells me what it is, you know? <laughs> I'm like, I have a sense of this show immediately. I've seen the show described as, um, quote, deranged, quote, insane, quote, yes. mm-hmm. batshit. Yep. How mm-hmm. would you describe it for the uninitiated? Uh, I would say like delirium. <laughs> Someone like it's the thing you see <laughs> in the last couple seconds of your life before you <laughs> expire. It's what flashes across your neurons. I think deranged is the word, and like that's kind of what kept me watching it. It felt like I'll tell you this too, because then we talk about this, Andy. At the time, you know, like being sober, watching that show was the closest I ever felt to being drunk. At the time, because sure. that show was like, it was just literally like, where am I? What's happening? What's real? Like, I felt like as close to wasted as I'd felt in years. <laughs> yeah, there's a handful of things that do that for me. I, I look for certain shows. Like, there's a lot of British comedies that do that kind of thing for me. There mm-hmm. is, I mean, I don't know why we didn't pick this, but Toast of London is also on oh, Netflix. Yeah. And that's one of the, like, Matt Berry. Anything Matt Berry's in usually um, creates that feeling for me. A lot of Adult Swim stuff creates that feeling for me, specifically, like, you know, Space Coast, Coast to Coast, you know, <laughs> where, because um, I don't, I've never done any drugs, and I don't really drink. So I got to get my kick somewhere. <laughs> I got to I gotta get my, like, uh, um, kind of um, reality-changing experiences through media. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's stuff like that. And kakiguri, I don't know if it's just like the linguistic translation or the cultural translation that makes it insane. Or if I was Japanese living in Japan and I watch it, if I would also be like, this is fucking nuts. Right. Right. That's the question with that show. And I'll, as we got into more anime, too, I found myself getting more and more curious about Japanese culture. Because I was like, because like, even with Kakiguri, my question is, you know, what channel is it on in Japan? You know what I mean? Like, are we talking showtime? Is this for <laughs> yes. children? Like, I yell at a lot of anime. I go, is this for children? <laughs> There's like... no way Kakiguri is for children. Because there, <laughs> I mean, she's like, there's a woman who is like fetishizes like dying. That's with, like, true. She like, gambles with her life. She gambles with her <laughs> life, and it's like sexual. Like she sexually fetishizes. She's getting it. thrills. Yes. She's getting sexual thrills. I think, but I'm like, what channel? Like, what is? Who is? What time does Kagegurui come on in Japan? Is this a midnight? It's four o'clock. It's after Ducktales. <laughs> <laughs> what? If we can explain just a little bit of a what makes more. it so yes. insane, each episode. Um, so it's a high school. Ostensibly, nothing else happens at this high school except gambling. There's a caste system. <laughs> the social hierarchy mm-hmm. of the school is determined by um, gambling winnings. The more money you have, uh, the more you win, okay. the higher your standing. If you lose, if you're in a lot of debt, you become a pet. In essence, like a slave to someone in school. Yes. You never see a teacher. You never mm-hmm. see the children in a classroom. It's like all about gambling. Yeah, and what they the, the kinds of things they gamble... <laughs> are extremely elaborate. They're not, it's not like blackjack or <laughs> poker or anything like that, or even just like betting on like a game of Parcheesi or something like that. They are these extremely elaborate mm-hmm. setups. That they've made up. Yes. And so half of every episode is explaining what the game <laughs> is in the first place. So what exactly did you have in mind? A little game our class devised that we like to call ballot rock, paper, scissors. First, Every student in the class draws a card with the symbol for rock, paper, or scissors on it. Then, they drop those cards in the box so we can't see them. Next, you and I draw three cards each and choose just one to play a classic game of rock, paper, scissors. If we stalemate, we simply choose from the remaining cards we have and play again. And if all three times we match, then we call it a draw. That makes one single game. Unlike normal rock, paper, scissors, you don't always end up showing your whole hand. The fun is in trying to read each other even though the game is stacked against you. Sounds great! I would love to try and play. Brilliant! That's what I like to hear. Uh, Yumiko- Quiet! Now go fetch the chips. It's really interesting to watch a show that influences your behavior outside of streaming too like you said that you were suddenly more interested in japanese culture after watching this this particular anime it made you maybe want to watch more anime like what else has it influenced you to do or to research or to aspire to visit i mean i have a terrible gambling problem now <laughs> i i really naomi's been telling me to get into gamblers just constantly in, vegas. <laughs> constantly, constantly I mean, in vegas i was hoping you were gonna pay us bobby we're really in debt it's, at this point after all of his addiction yeah, i mean but, you said that I you go to hate vegas being in I'm, la but it kind of sounds like you <laughs> I, I go there and i'm like trying to get them to make it more complicated <laughs> like i'm trying to make them play <laughs> poker while we're at one of those dunk tanks yeah and if someone, like, if before you get to the river, someone hits the thing and you fall into the dunk tank, you lose. There's a lot of, like, rules I'm trying to add. They're not very, re- I'll be honest, they're not very receptive. Ve- I don't know why. Vegas is famous oh, for, um, you know, being loose with the rules. Um, For me, though, it has been. I'm serious. Like, I have, because 
first of all, once I found Kakegurui, I realized that my preferred anime was uh, the category of high school for blank. And I <laughs> meaning I like an anime set in a high school. Uh, I want there to be something extra happening at that high school on another level. It's not just like kids going to school. Who cares? I need intense gambling. I need superpowers. I need a host club. Okay. And it really got me curious as to, because I know a lot of these high school shows and, you know, Kakaguru is one of them. It's like set at a high school for rich kids. It's all like rich kids. And so it got me very curious about kind of right. the class system in Japan and how that seems to be just such a big mm-hmm. driver of so many of these stories. Even in the cartoons, they're like are a little bit lighter, you know. These are these are all kids, like all the ones mm-hmm. I watch. They're kids who like they go to like a prep school. It's all fancy schools. They're in uniforms and stuff. Right. So then I was like, wait. So how does that like, work? Like, give there? an example. You got Orin High School Host Club, which is high school for gigolos. Basically, yes. There's like a host club. It's like a rich. It's a rich, <laughs> fancy high school, and our main character. Um, is a, is a scholarship student, mm-hmm. and it's like you're the poor one, like literally they say, and then she breaks, <laughs> she accidentally breaks a vase, and then she has to work off the debt by being in the host club, and the host club is like oh rich boys gosh. who entertain girls, and it's not sex, it's like come to the host club and have tea with us, ladies. And then, so it's, so like, it's like Victorian. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like kind of that energy. And you're just like, and I'm like, wait, what? And then, of course, then you realize they're all based on these manga that are so popular. So, yeah, I just found myself looking at that more and like wanting to go to Japan and see what the vibe is. I'm also really trying to be like, okay, how do I get voiceover work in these anime dubs? That's all I fucking want. They like don't seem to have <laughs> non white people. In the, when they're doing just the dubs of everybody, but I'm like, mm-hmm. Come no, they do. Bleach on. has some okay. non white people. Bleach has someone who's half Mexican. Dubbing I, it though, you see, what I'm saying the actual voice actor. Uh, I don't know who does Chad's. Someone uh, fact check this. Who does Chad's voice? <laughs> we gotta find it because like, I don't know. Because I'm like, literally, get me in this. <laughs> there are a handful. It's interesting when I. Uh, this is not all anime, but I have noticed that like when it is a non-white character, it is uh, generally like a 1970s mm-hmm. stereotype. They really, have a, they have an afro, a very <laughs> like, the, uh, like, uh, quote unquote jive kind of thing going <laughs> really? on. Yeah. It's, oh, no. uh, <laughs> but also, what, there's Blue Exorcist, which is if high you, school for exorcists. Yeah, that's another good one. If you had your pick of even shows you made up, if you were like on the lookout for your ideal piece of voiceover work for an anime translation, anime dubbing, what would the show be about? High school for what? What oh. really suits you? High school for what? Okay, okay, okay. I mean, it all, it all like some shows have already touched on this, but for me it would be like, High school for time travelers. And so you go to high school (laughs) and like in each class you travel to a different period, right? So if you're studying physics or whatever, they like go back in time and fucks with Isaac Newton. You know what I mean? And but then like, someone like, screws up the time stream. Of course. Yes, someone and then they have to. The time yeah. stream. And then, like, of course, while this is all happening, they're having their, like, high school dramas. You know what I mean? And, like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I left my diary in the 1920s. We have to go back and get it. You and know what I mean? The, like, that would be it for me. And now the flappers know about iPhones. <laughs> exactly. Like, how good would that be? And, again, the dub is helpful whenever you want to be on your phone. You cannot do yes. the subtitles if you want to be playing Matchington Manor. <laughs> Netflix, if you're listening, yeah. contact our reps. 
Let's get this going. Okay, well, also, Netflix, while I have your ear, Bobby, I'm sorry. I, you may have a question, but I, I'm really going to use this time. I'm going to use uh, my access. You're you know? reclaiming your time. I'm reclaiming my time. I am speaking truth to power. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. There is an anime called The Disastrous Life of Psyche K about a boy who has a range of psychic abilities, including teleportation, mind reading, and mind control, and he just wants to go to high school in peace. <sighs> he wants to stay under the radar. He's got the energy of like a male Daria, you know, like very deadpan, he kind of hates everyone. <laughs> I'm into his whole vibe. And Very Garfield vibe. Yes, but then everyone around him, of course, there's like, Psyche, why aren't you hanging out? And he's like, I want to be left alone. And then the thing about him that's great is that his character's mouth never moves. And so you also kind of wonder, is he talking out, like, are, is he sending his thoughts to via his mind to other people or are people just looking at him and talking at him? It's never clear. But what I need to use this opportunity to say <laughs> is that season one is dubbed to perfection. Like, the voice acting on it is so funny. It's so good. Everyone's got it. Seasons two and three are on Netflix, Bobby, with no dub whatsoever. And I'm livid. It is not the same show without the dub. I I almost started a change.org petition, and then I realized we as a culture have more things to worry about. <laughs> But I need us Netflix. Give me season two and season three of the disastrous life of Psyche K, dubbed in English with the voice <laughs> actors from season one. Can I'm I, done. Can I be honest? Uh, I I was at a close the camps rally, <laughs> and Naomi came to it with a sign. <laughs> That said, <laughs> dub seasons two and three of Psyche K. <laughs> and as all of us were chanting, close the camps, close the camps, Naomi was saying, dub Psyche K, dub Psyche K. It was really out of I thought, I, honestly, Naomi, I didn't, you know, you're the love of my life. I did not want to, like, reprimand you, but I did feel like it was out of place. I needed to use I, as, many, as many eyes as I can get on this yeah. issue. By the <laughs> way, if Netflix is listening, now that they're... <laughs> The idea of uh, Garfield Daria crossover. When I was a kid, I don't know who owns who owns what characters, but when I was a kid, on NBC, the cartoons there was always once in a while where they ha would have a crossover, like the Smurfs and all the other Saturday morning cartoons would be. There would be like one special where they all crossed over into each other. Yeah, Jetsons and the Flintstones. Yeah, I want to pitch that mm -hmm. to Netflix. Whatever cartoons they own. Let's make a series. Bojack Horseman, uh, Psyche K, all these characters together. <gasps> oh my God, Bojack in an anime would be so fucking funny. Imagine if Bojack was at Kakegurui. Yes, that's okay. what I'm saying, Naomi. I want to see all these characters crossover in so one series. Funny. Bojack would easily sleep with a high school student from a Japanese high school. Of course he would. Of course he would. Will Arnett, come on. Get behind this. Raphael. <laughs> a horse in recovery visiting a school of gambling addicts in Japan is just a recipe for good television, honestly. <laughs> it is. It truly is. Come on. The characters from Big Mouth and BoJack and Kakeguri all together? <laughs> you kidding me? Oh, that'd be so fun. Oh, Disenchantment? I mean, come on. Andy waits. He he lets the pause go, and then really right before you're about to respond, Bobby, he like launches into something new. Um, what were you going to say, Bobby? What I was going to say is that you host this podcast about couples and relationships. You've talked about the best case scenario of watching television with your partner. What are some terrible heartaches you've gone through in the realm of streaming with each other? I can't think of the show, but it's usually when, Bobby, the disaster is when... I assume we're going to watch something as a couple, 
And Andrew goes ahead and just starts watching Uh-oh. it. Oh, Oh no! Hold on. You want to get into this, Naomi? Because I will. I will gladly get into this. Naomi will watch a TV show for about. She'll watch two thirds of a TV show, and then just be done with it. She won't vocally say this to me, but I'll be waiting for her to finish it. Like Mindhunter season one. She finished Mindhunter season one. I don't know a year after I did. <laughs> Because we were watching it together, and then we got up to, like, maybe the eighth or ninth episode, and and you just didn't want to finish it for some uh, reason. Well, because I was like, I was like, I can't. I just cannot watch him dig this hole. Do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't that it wasn't good, but I was like, I cannot. I, I've gone on this journey. I am deeply invested, and I don't like the choices that he is making. Sure. And so then I just sure. stopped. I can't stand watching <laughs> characters destroy their lives or the lives of other people. I have, I have a tough time watching that stuff. But he, huh. like, there are other things there. I don't, and if... And as you've seen in season two, he did not destroy his I life. know he didn't, but I just needed to almost build up my energy, my strength. But we will, that will, okay, so you get mad that I don't, but see, you know what it is too, Bobby? And this is, you know what, I love Andy deeply. He's loyal. So Andy will watch a show to the end. I don't just mean the end of the season. He is like literally watching that series finale, even though he's like stopped liking it two mm-hmm. years well, ago. Well, it has to really turn me off. There has to be like- yep. Like, I, don't, I won't mention shows because I want to yep. have a career, but there are certain shows that I've watched because I thought there was going to be a <laughs> redemptive arc for the main character. And then by the time I got to season four, it was very obvious that the show had whatever the thought was to provide a redemptive arc for the main character has gone to the wayside and the main character is just going to be an asshole the entire time. And I got sick of it. <laughs> I thought... There we know be... you're talking about young Sheldon. Just name names. <laughs> <laughs> Bob versus Abishola. <laughs> Bob versus Abishola. That's definitely not the show. Let me pitch this. Bob versus Abishola. It's an anime. It's voiced by the same ca- by the v- Billy Gardell. Is that his name? I don't know, Andrew. Go ahead, Bobby. What are some shows, I mean, what are some things you've watched exclusively where you know, like in your sliding doors timeline, that you know you would not have experienced this like show or movie if not for the other person in your relationship? Another true like success story about like love and relationships. I'll, be, I'll tell you, honestly, this is not Netflix. This is uh, HDTV, uh, House Hunters International. If it wasn't for Naomi, I would have written it <laughs> off as <laughs> just some dumb reality show. The best show on television. Thank you. But it is... <laughs> It, it has brought so much sunshine into my life. And actually, it has been... I haven't found a therapist yet out here. So it has been such Because <laughs> the people on it are some of the dumbest, worst creatures on God's green planet. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Um, That's why the, it's so good. Yeah, exactly. The ability for us to make fun of them and get that out of our systems, uh, purge our systems of the poison, has been a, a, a gift from the heavens. And <laughs> Naomi has been the vessel. I'm so happy to hear that. I also think, though, what was that movie we, you and I watched on Netflix one night? It was Mads Mickelson. And it oh, was like it was like Mads Mickelson's John Wick. I don't remember the name. Yes, it, it is like on it's on Netflix. Like that's the only place to find it. And it was like, oh yeah, Polar. Yes, and like that was one where Andy Andy's like, well, let's try it. You know, which I would because I tend not to try movies as much. Like I'll mm-hmm. try shows. I can like I can like spend twenty five minutes on something, but for some reason movies, I'll be like, oh, this is a life choice. You know what I mean? Like I'm so <laughs> not into them, and he's more willing to try them. So we try. So like we watch Polar. I just remember so distinctly being like, I would have never watched this if you had not 
out, said, let's watch it. And because of you and how you always dog me out for leaving stuff early, I was like, I'm going to stay for the whole thing. I'm not going to, you know. You were trying to prove something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it was like so fun and nuts. I think that's that's the thing I brought into your life. You're the button down kind of like studious woman. (laughs) And I, I have brought absurd nonsense uh, into your life through our TV watching habits. Definitely. I call him a manic pixie dream boy. You know what I mean? He's like this like quirky white boy. He's like, listen to this music. And it really changes me. <laughs> I, put, I put headphones on your ears and it's just like a weird clarinet and some like timpanies in the background. Exactly. So yeah, I feel like that's a lot of the... Um, <laughs> that's a lot of the shows. This is just so sweet. Um, do you think in... 2019, a relationship where the couple cannot stream things together can last. Like, if you can't stream together, can you be together? I mean... If you can't stream together, you can't dream together. Hey, baby. You gotta stream it to dream it. (laughs) We're all Carrie Bradshaw today. We are all Carrie Bradshaw today. Oh my god, yeah. Other other couples turn streaming into screaming. That's the third. That's our third, Andy. (laughs) But, like, I don't know, because I we guess... We got it. I guess other couples do other stuff. You know what I mean? Like, aren't TV couples, but I also feel like in 2019, as you said, do? like, with everything there is to watch all the time, I'm like, how can you not be... To be fair. ...streaming? Like, I mean, you might be, like, watching TV and movies. We also, like, go on vacations together, and we go to pumpkin <laughs> patches and other things. Well, no, no, we are going to a singular pumpkin patch. Do not lead people to believe this is a regular part of our lives. We go out to dinner. We we'll do a lot. <laughs> We do lots of other things together. I just don't want to make it sound like, you know, it's 24 hours a day. We're just sitting in front of a TV like that one Portlandia sketch with Battlestar Galactica. Not familiar. <laughs> uh, uh, the right people will get the reference. Not familiar. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I think you got to have at least a couple shows, you know? Not all of them, because we certainly don't watch everything mm-hmm. together. But it's like, it does feel like it's a thing, because... I find that watching a show or a movie is like, it's a way to be close without the pressure to entertain your partner, you know, which is very, mm-hmm. I think, crucial. Like, let's be yeah. together. It's also yep. a shared experience because you get to watch whatever mm-hmm. thing it is. And then, of course, you get to, you know, you talk about it after. So you really buy yourself a future conversation, which is crucial to keeping any love interesting. <laughs> <laughs> every streaming choice leads to a conversation. Yeah. And every conversation makes your relationship a little stronger. Yes. Yeah. Wow. We're really getting to the heart of some things today. Wow. All because way, of Kakuguri. If, if Netflix's PR division uses any of that, we expect recompense. Okay, literally, if I hear if I see if I see stream it to dream it on any piece of merchandising, so help me God, I am calling my legal team. I don't have a legal team. You are going to drive down Sunset Boulevard and all the billboards are going to word by word say stream it to dream it across like a quarter mile stretch. Uh, I think we're reaching the end of our conversation. But before before we end this, I, I want you to, to just like give one final pitch to the audience about this show. Convince them to watch it as succinctly as possible. <laughs> okay, a succinct pitch for Kakegurui. Okay. Do you, do you, do you? Hey, okay, you know how when you get sick and you get a fever and things feel really weird and loopy? Would you like that feeling without actually being sick? Watch Kakegurui. Uh You know that feel, the liminal <laughs> feeling between sleep and wake? That's Kakegurui. 
Yeah, that's my pitch. That's my pitch. Do you want to feel loopy? Do you want to learn complicated that's rules great. to games that you could never play? Watch Kakegurui. It is so funny. And like it's as you said, you quoted the last line of the pilot. Like even the dialogue is like very tongue in cheek and very direct and they're like we mm-hmm. like we know this is w- nuts and we're having fun with it. Like it's yeah. so kind of like so I don't think it's mm-hmm. one of those where I'm like I'm like, no, they know they're loopy. Yeah. Do you want to feel whatever the opposite of horny is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I do every day. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, great. I think, where we're going to end. I'll let you two hash this out in the pumpkin patch. Um, I, <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on, Naomi and Andy. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And you can all watch Kakugurui. On Netflix right now, you can also subscribe to Couples Therapy wherever you get your podcasts, and we will see you next week with another episode.